Hello and welcome to this Chamber Conversation. I'm joined this morning by Nadine Hudspeth from the executive team of Gateshead College, one of our Chamber partner members. And in this Chamber Conversation, I have to say I'm speaking to one of the most positive people in the whole of the Northeast business community about women in business. So morning, Nadine, and you're smiling. I know this is a podcast, but you're smiling. as I always see you on Twitter and in real life. So thanks so much for your time here today. You're welcome, Kane. That's a lovely way to be described as positive and smiling. So I will not argue with that. And even though it is just sound, I always say when I'm doing customer service training with, with staff, if you smile when you answer the phone, people can tell. <laughs> Yeah, they can. Yeah, I don't know whether it's to do with the tone of your voice, but I can I can tell everybody who can't see you that you've got a big beam on your face. Oh, so, good. It's Monday. It's, we're all, we're all it's lovely to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Can you start by just giving us a bit of an introduction to your own career background and what you do? Yeah, well, it's funny that you never know how far to go back when you when you're talking about your own career background. But I guess at university, I went off and studied um, PR and marketing, and I've always loved that that area of business, and that's where my career path took me. So through um, further education, colleges, um, local authority, into the private sector but always focusing on, on communication, marketing, stakeholder engagement. That was always my, my thing. Um, and then when I came in, came to Gateshead College, which was actually 21 years ago, and I can't, can hardly believe that. And hopefully if people could see me, they would think that that just couldn't be true. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I started as in a kind of marketing manager role and, and worked my way through the organisation, I would say, for, from that point. Um, and typically, as often women do, I'll say, well, I've just been really, really lucky. I've just been really lucky. And, you know, I think we're all guilty of that. And if I really do think about and I'm honest with myself, it's a combination of hard work and luck. And I think you always need that sort of combo to come together. But I've progressed through the organisation and really until quite recently, I would say until the last couple of years, always focusing around marketing communications, customer service type roles until very recently the last like I say the last couple of years I my my portfolio if you like broadened to include such a diverse range of things that I was leading on from estates um the, the, you know the college has five had five campuses at that point um health and safety I mean who doesn't want to be given health and safety in the middle of a pandemic so that was interesting uh, corporate administration learner service so all of these other things have now come under my under my portfolio under my leadership if you like uh, which has been interesting challenging and quite scary I would say so um, yeah uh, an interesting career that's not really being planned and it's just spontaneously emerged and evolved I think as I've gone through my life <laughs> It's interesting that you talked about luck. I was just wondering, is there one particular piece of luck that you can share with us that you think did shift the dynamic of your career or give you an opportunity that was absolutely out of this world? Do you know what? I don't think there is one one thing. I think it's um, I think it's lots of little things that have happened along the way, and you probably don't even realise it. So I think I was lucky that the you know if I think right back, I was lucky that I had a a really lovely mum and dad who had high aspirations for me and were very ambitious for me. And they came from a very working class background and they were proper grafters, you know, really worked hard for me if, if, to have that kind of success. Um, 
And I've been lucky in that the people I've met, um, the people I've had the opportunity to work with, who've given me chances to do things and try things and maybe seen something in me that I've not seen in myself. Um, and then part of it comes down to saying yes to things and, you know, being sort of confident enough. I, I think it might come from having a bit of a positive character that you just do say yes from more than you say no. Yes. And then that, you know, that then brings its own kind of look and opportunity, I think. I've heard that people say, I think James Rams, one of my chief exec says, oh, the harder I work, the luckier I get. So I think if you have been lucky, it's people are not necessarily very lucky if they don't work very hard. It does bring opportunities, despite, as you say, being, being renowned for grafting. and things. Being renowned for grafting and I think getting out there and meeting people and getting to know people and... And for me, taking advantage of, you know, networks like the Chamber, all of those things that exist to help you get out and meet more people, because the more people that you meet, the more contacts that you have, um, the richer the opportunities, but the richer your work experience as well, I think. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today is helping women specifically in their careers. Why do you think that needs to be done? Even in this day and age, where, where there's obviously some fantastic examples of women all over. I mean, Emma Redekanu for a kickoff. Oh, I know. How brilliant was that at the weekend? Oh, what a great Saturday night that was. Um, do you know what? I think things have moved on a lot, but I think some of the sort of norms still apply. Um, you know, I think in terms of, of childcare and having children and caring responsibilities. And a big one for me is menopause. You know, I think bring the menopause in this I am the face of the menopause in the college um but, it, but again, the positive face of the menopause the positive face of the menopause but that's one of those things that I don't think was ever really discussed I mean it's only in recent years that that's become a topic but these are all the kind of challenges and things that that women face in particular and some of those old norms still apply and then I think that that you know there's new things that we're just beginning to acknowledge and recognize and are becoming a little bit more visible um that we need to consider and I think you know there's been so much research done during the pandemic that shows that women were affected more than men um in in a lot of ways that would then affect their career chances their career prospects their chances of being in work secure work so you know I think it's really really important that we we don't let that go by and I think through having things like the leadership the women's leadership forum um and working together to find out where those real issues are and where those barriers are, but then collectively saying, you know what, we can do something about it. Um, That's perfect. I was going to ask you about the purpose of the Women's Leadership Forum for people that might not have heard about it. And that is a great distillation. Could you just describe the kind of people who are on it and the, the work streams that they look at, please? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's just so many inspiring women who are on the from, from different from different organisations. I mean, expertly led by Alex from Northumbrian Water, um, but there's such a diverse mix. I mean, I'm really proud um, that one of our board members is on, on it, um, and it just it, it's women who've been through their own personal challenges and you know we're all in very very different organizations very different businesses and probably have all had very different routes through our careers to get where we are now and we are in that position now where we can give some of our time to help other people 
um, like us and not like us, because, you know, it, it is sort of the beauty of that diverse workforce that makes organisations all the better. Um, but the purpose of the forum is to say, OK, well, there's a, lot, there's a lot of these issues nationally, but what are the issues in the northeast? And collectively, we can address them. You know, let's not just talk about them. And I, I, that's one of the things I love about Alex, the sort of leader of the forum. You know, she's a let's get our sleeves rolled up and get things done kind of person. And that's what it's about. Um, so it's about using the resources that we have available to us through our own organizations, through our networks, um, to address some of the most issues, the most burning issues, the burning platforms, if you like, and hold government to account, to use the support of the chamber, to try and bring about that change that we know is necessary. That's a perfect description, thank you. And so we, we do this work and it's at a very sort of strategic ministerial level, but we also have a complementary work stream called Inspiring Females, which I know you're also involved with in terms of supporting our events. Could you just describe the kind of events that that, that, that does and the, the conference that happens every year? Yeah, I think, I think we all know that some of the best ways to connect with people or for people to help people reflect is to listen and to hear, hear others' stories. I'm a, I'm a big one for storytelling, as you would expect, like you, you know, we, we, work, we work with stories, but it just, you know, seeing what other people do and what other people can do and hearing that there are other people that have faced similar challenges to ourselves or even things that we've never even considered before because we're in a fortunate position that we've never had to. Through the events, it just gives you an opportunity to to hear, I think that's the thing, is to hear from others and to be inspired and to have empathy with others. And I think that helps you sort of broaden your own ambitions and your own sense of, of what's possible. So, so through the through the events and, and through the awards, I mean, the, the awards, it's, it's an opportunity to identify those individuals who, I'll tell you what, Kay, I think one of the things about women generally, I mean, I am generalizing here, but we do get our, we do get our heads down and get on with the job. And, and sometimes, you know, people aren't in it for the, they're not in it for the glory. And, the, you know, it's not about that sort of recognition always. It's just about doing a job and doing it well and the satisfaction that gives. And sometimes they, they would never be the ones that would put their, their own hands up and say, hear my story. And I think things like the awards enable you to put those people across because you know yourself, if others hear their story, it's going to have an impact and it's going to land with somebody and it's going to speak to somebody and it's going to make a difference. So I think that's the, the beauty of things like the awards. Absolutely. Um, the awards close this Friday. So I really want everybody to, to enter and, and shout about themselves and also nominate friends and, and colleagues that have been inspiring. Because um, the uh, conference that we were just talking about, it reminded me at one stage in my career, one of my bosses said that when I get sort of like massively stressed or um, I think something's really quite devastating. I grab my neck like a Jane Austen heroine, apparently. <laughs> and as I realised throughout the whole of the conference, because the stories are so moving and so powerful, I spent the whole time grasping my neck with absolute sort of awe. And um, I don't know what the, the, I suppose it is, it's awe at these women's stories. I mean, being able to articulate what they've been through and then achieve these huge things um, and all different stages of their careers, it, it really... By the end of the day, I'm absolutely wrung out um, with admiration for them. It is, and I think you you appreciate what a 
you know, we all know how important resilience is, but when you see how resilient some people are um, and how they use that in a, because, you know, life throws massive curveballs at you, doesn't it? But to be able, those people who are able to then use that to, to do something and, and positive and to put that into something positive, I mean, you just have massive respect for them. Um, and I think it makes you work harder too. <laughs> Absolutely, because you think, blame me, I've just got up and I've cracked on with my job. I haven't had to call with X, Y and Z before I've left the house. And I'm very fortunate to do, to do that. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes just, you know, I think just taking time out to, to be at an event like that, it just massively energises you. And, you know, I think sometimes we all, we all get busy as well and you get your heads down and you think, oh, I can't leave the office or I can't leave home or whatever it is to, to go to this. But engaging in this, in these kind of things, I just think, you know, it just makes you so much more productive. Oh, absolutely. You do. The next day in the office, you really do. I mean, we all work hard anyway, but we do really crack on. Don't we? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, could you tell me who's been your main supporter or a mentor in your career? Um, I mean, I mentioned my mum and dad before, and I, it's probably a cliched one, but I mean, my mum is an absolute superstar and she is my rock. There's still, you know, still now, there's many a time I'll go home and say, mum, I've had this situation at work and she'll coach me through a response. Um, so she's had a massive, massive influence on me. And I think I've probably, I'm one of those people who never probably believed that I could, always had a bit of that imposter syndrome. I'm surprised um, to hear you say that because you're really? so bubbly and confident in how you present yourself. No, and you know, I always laugh because my mum always says, still, she'll say, all the teachers used to say when I that you were the shyest one in the class and you never dared put your hand up and all of this. And she'll, so she went on to sort of retrain and become a teacher one, when, I was, when I was little. And when she did parents' evenings, she used to always say to, when she was telling parents that their child was shy, she would say, and you should see my daughter now because she used to get Aww. that feedback. Um, but no, I'm very much like that. And I've got to work really, really hard on that self-belief and, and confidence. But, um, you know, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of, I had an executive coach um, and he was excellent. And that whole I think that whole coaching style of helping me develop myself really worked because it's quite challenging, isn't it? And I think when somebody is really not telling you the answers and always putting it back on you to help you work through things it, because you've got the answers, really. I think that really worked and that I found that quite challenging and that really helped me develop as a person. And I was lucky to have a great coach. Um, so that helped. And I've had, I've had loads of great males and females who've mentored and, mentored and support me and just given me opportunities to try things. Um, and I think in the Northeast, there's just some brilliant women. And I often sit back and think this, and you know, I could go, I could mention loads of people. There's Louise Hunter, Michelle Percy, Helen Whitfield from MBS, but I could go on and on and on. And I just think that Jane Turner, I mean, Jane Turner, you know, so sad that Jane passed away recently and she was just massively inspiring. But all women who build other women up. And I've had the good fortune to be involved with them in different networks and in meetings and dinners. And that's something that's always struck me. That, that, you know, they're always invested in you and invested in others. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing. 
because uh, when I have events where there are Northeast business women, no matter how senior they are, I mean, our president's a case in point, Leslie Moody, there's a huge amount of warmth. And I think that helps because you can see that they're quite happy to talk. It doesn't matter what grade people are at, if you want to call it that, that they always have a really open access to people. And in fact, if anything, they seem to encourage younger people to ask them for advice and, and be supportive. I always one of my one of my best memories of Jane Turner was when we went um, I went to a meeting at Teesside University and it was it was sort of like a round table, very, very senior people. And there was um, a young lady there who was on work experience. And at the start, Jane had gone around the table getting everybody to do their introductions. And when she she came to this young lady, she went, oh, I'm just here on work experience. And straight away, Jane said there's no just about it you know never never say that in an apologetic way that you're just here for work experience and she completely worked with this young woman to to reframe why she was there and how brilliant it was and how important it was and I do that all the time now and that really struck me at that moment it was probably the early days of me knowing Jane I just thought for somebody in that position mm -hmm. to speak like that to a young person who probably you know she was still at school and I thought that it's those kind of things that have a lasting effect Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think to have somebody in a senior position take an interest in you, when, especially when you're at school or at the early part of your career, is hugely beneficial because it takes away the fear of thinking it's this bus and them and I'm definitely us and like little and a tiny cog in this. Massively. And I mean, that's one of the reasons I got involved with the Girls Network, which is a mentoring programme. And again, lots of, you know, lots of our colleagues across different businesses in the northeast. Um, taking part in that and mentoring young girls who are sort of in in that sort of difficult age bracket of 14, 15 and thinking about what they're going to do. And again, giving you time to do things like that is very inspiring and very supportive and, and hopefully we'll make sure that we've got loads of young women coming through into the workplace who are feeling much more confident about themselves and their options and about how they're going to do it. Oh, I, I totally agree. I was explaining to you before we started to record that I'd been in a, a group called Women in Business going back about 20 or so years ago, and I'm still in touch with them. And at the time, they were, we did used to do things like, oh, positive thinking evening and all of this kind of stuff, which now people would take for granted. But at the time, it was a revelation for me that I could sort of sh shut out little negative chit chat in my head. And it wasn't sort of taken for granted. That, that kind of simple thing made a massive difference. And I just wondered in terms of, your life experiences what do you think careers were like for women going back say 20 years compared to now how has it shifted um I guess it's what we said at the start it's shifted in some ways and in, in others it hasn't you know it's um it's difficult isn't it because again you've got a lot of women who are still in the most low-paid jobs they're still trying to juggle the all of these sort of temporary contracts and lack of security. And so in some ways it probably hasn't shifted enough, but I think from my experience and from where I sit, I see so many more women coming through and not enough, but starting their own business, leading businesses, in board positions, in STEM roles, in STEM careers. And I think that's because there is a concentrated effort in trying to make so much of this much more visible. Um, so, you know, I think maybe it's not shifting at the pace that we want to shift, wanted to shift in terms of careers. But I think when you've got organisations who are addressing things and taking positive action and making positive commitments, 
to have a more diverse workforce, to have a more gender balanced workforce, to have policies in place that support women to come into work and you know for, for their talents to be recognized. I think the more that that happens, then the more the better. And so we are starting to see more of that now. And I think you know you would never have seen that 20 years ago. So that's really positive. In terms of the college, do you see a shift in more girls doing non-traditional roles or are people still very much set in their ways? Well, I'm absolutely delighted to say, Kay, that you've having last week been the, the start of term. Um, there was a massive increase in the number of girls on our automotive and engineering courses. Which, Brilliant. You know, which is, you know, so that is a story waiting to be told. So I'm absolutely thrilled to hear that. And and we've got we've got four female engineering teachers, which is great. You know, so that in itself sort of sets that standard and it, it shows people that this is possible. Um, but it's great. So so Katie, the teacher down there, she was, uh, when I popped down to see how things were going, she was absolutely over the moon to tell me that straight away about, oh, this year's cohort, we've got more girls. Um, so that's really great. And um, Plan B, which we started with Ride Architecture and some of the other companies in the Northeast in the built environment, we started that, say, five or six years ago with one female on the course and now it's equally balanced you know so that's been great to see again so you know inspiring other young women to follow that kind of route into careers in, in the built environment so things are shifting um equally you know we've got more males coming into childcare. i mean still not at the numbers we'd like to see but there's definitely a shift in the positive direction one of my friend's daughters did Plan B. Helen right. works at Rider Architecture, and oh, she nice. absolutely loved it. Um, and she had a hard hat and was out on construction sites, and that experience was fantastic for her. She thought it was. I think she was one of the first or second groups of people to Brilliant. do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the interesting thing with with a program like that, and I, I guess this is the role that work experience plays as well in how we can, you know, help shape aspirations of young women is that part of um, that course, it rotates people around different businesses and different job roles. So while some some of um, the cohort might have thought, right, well, I want to be office-based doing X, Y, and Z, actually when, when they've had a chance to try it, they've thought, no, I want to be the person who's on the site with a hard hat because I enjoy that much more and I'm really good at it. So unless you're giving people the opportunities to try these things from a young age, and as businesses, we can all do that, um, you're probably limiting people in terms of what they believe they could do and what options are open to them. I think that's a fantastic development. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, we're nearly out of time, but before we go, I just wondered, could you, in a sentence or a couple of sentences, just sum up your main advice for the next generation of businesswomen? I would say um, work on believing in yourself. And I think it's a bit like what you said about positive thinking. You've got to work on these things. They don't just happen. And I think that sort of self-confidence and self-belief is is so powerful. Um, I think about my daughter now who's 15 and I think I, I just wish she could see what I can see and, you know, all of those insecurities. So work on believing in yourself um, and ask people for help and advice. I think that is the main thing and never be shy to ask because that's benefited me the most as everybody has been through similar situations and can help you on your way. So believe in yourself, ask for advice and find some other good people. And you will laugh at this, Kay, but (laughs) I remember watching Cinderella with Alice when she was just little 
And it was just the scene when um, Cinderella's mum's going to pass away. And she, the advice that she gives to, Cin- to Cinderella is um, have courage and be kind. Oh, and I love that. And at the time, you know, I kept saying, I even say to Alice now 15 and she tells me a show. <laughs> remember what Cinderella's mom said, you know, have courage and be kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's advice that we should all just just follow, you know, and I think you go a long way with that. Be kind to yourself, be kind to other people and have courage to do things. That's absolutely perfect. And you've done exactly what I hoped. You've ended on the positive note that you all started with. So I hope everybody really has enjoyed listening to you and hearing about your career path. And thank you so much. And uh, what we need to say is enter the awards. Yes, enter the enter the awards and enter as many women, brilliant women as you can, please. Oh, thanks so much, Nadine. And I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Kay.